Blog Talk Radio. Truth. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. Are the Bible's prophecies today's reality? This could be the sign that signals the return of Christ. World leaders are working behind the curtains. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. Secret societies, secret oaths, secret proceedings. Now, get ready for an hour of truth that will make you think. We'll examine Bible prophecy and see how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ for His church. You're in the zone. Politics, Israel, the Middle East, the revised European superstate, and more. All in the zone. This is the Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Zone. My name is Christine Wyke, and today I am out of my element. If you guys have listened to me before, you will know that I love the book of Revelation and, and prophecies that talk about that, and that's usually where I focus my attention, and uh, I do just have a very simple understanding of the book of Revelation, and in fact, I wrote a book about it, something that explains this last book of the Bible in a way that it's simple. And it makes common sense. And what I loved about it is the fact that I take other Bible scripture to help explain Revelation. But today, I'm out of my element. I am into something here that I really know very little about. (laughs) So I'll admit, this is a stretch for me. However, I just feel feel that it's laid on me to talk about this. This article came in to me just a few days ago. And uh, I actually was going to talk about something else on the show today, but this kind of struck me as to something that needed to be talked about. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a try. I, by no means, am a financial guru. I know how to run my own finances in my own household. And I do have a business that I've used, of course, my uh, own intellect on running for the past 30 years, and I've done well with it. But nothing in comparison to what the United States is going through right now. And right now the date is July 20, and we are facing an upheaval in our currency system, in our economic system, with our debt ceiling. And if you're familiar with this, some of you are listening from other countries. I'm sure this is something that's also been on your news agendas, that we are running into a financial crisis and they are looking to avert this and very possible that they may at the same time if they do not there is still going to be some consequences even if they do uh, stretch the 
length of time in, in raising the ceiling, if that is accomplished past the presidential elections in 2012. But there's, uh, you know, I'll hit on this a little bit later through this report, but I'm going to tell you that we are headed downhill. And I guess I'm going to be pessimistic. I'm usually a very optimistic person, but I'm going to be pessimistic here. I do not feel that the world is going in a good direction, and I'm not saying just the United States. That's along the path as well. Um, we're not seeing any changes in Greece. They're still falling downhill. We now have heard the latest thing that Italy is starting to produce some problems, and they're starting to collectively call their top leaders together and trying to figure out something to work their financial woes with. So here we go into the possibility of a one-world currency. In order to have that to happen, we got to see the fall of the American dollar. And are we in that process right now with the rising of our problems here economically as well as with our debt ceiling crisis? This is the article that I came across that was sent to me, and I'm going to be reading portions of this. Um, it's a very complicated article. I don't understand a lot of it, but I got the gist of it. And it was talking about the IMF. That is the International Monetary Fund. This is exactly what it says. It's the World Money Bank. And this was created many years ago. I don't even know when, but it was created many years ago. And a lot of people did think at some point this would become the one world financial in the government and uh, maybe we are headed that way with this article this was very interesting first of all the concept of the global currency is often spoken with an atmosphere of caution everybody talks about the one world um, government um, but the global currency is kind of like a ooh. well we maybe don't want to discuss that because right now we still have the dollar as the one world currency, and that is actually to the benefit of the United States. That's why we can raise our debt ceiling. All we can do and all we have to do is just print more money. We have that option. If you are the holder of the global money or the mainstream dollar, you are able to just make more, and we've been doing that. And that bubble is about ready to burst. And I think we're seeing that now with this debt ceiling crisis. So it's always been whispered, a global currency, something that um, instead of having the dollar, that there will be something that all countries can use with all of their own money. And this was a possibility maybe in 2050, um, more and more as the talk was going around, definitely by 2020, this would become a possibility, maybe 2015. But I don't think anybody would ever think that this is just around the corner. And uh, I think we are a lot closer to where a lot of the financial gurus in this world are really maybe admitting now that we might be closer to this because of the way that the governments around the world are collapsing, or I should say the finances around the world are collapsing. So you could say that, well, no way. 
the big argument against the global currency taking shape is that no other currency in the world besides no other currency besides the dollar has the strength or the widespread circulation to replace the dollar as the primary reserve unit. There's nothing else out there. There's the yen is not it. Uh, the whether it's uh, the Chinese, I think they call the Chinese dollar something, and I don't know what it is. I know I'll run into it later here. But the Chinese monetary um, unit, it's still not going to be able to do what the American dollar has done. So if you look at all the separate currencies, nothing really steps up as to what could replace the dollar then should that fall. But, however, what you do is you replace the dollar with a basket of currencies from all the countries linked together together under a single unit. So you take everybody's money and you throw it in the pot. Now, this has been openly announced by the IMF. You're going to hear that word, that three letters quite often. That's the International Monetary Fund. The IMF has been openly announcing this for months of trying to link all the currencies together under one unit. Dominique Strauss-Kahn, now do you remember him? He is the one that had the problems with the maid in Manhattan. Now that's a pun there. There was actually a movie by that name. He obviously watched it one too many times. But he got arrested, and he was put into trouble over that whole scandal and still is in that scandal. Um he has made it a number of he has made a number of press releases explaining this plan of putting everything in a big basket. Now the G20 has raised a discussion of the global currency and wants to have a greater oversight role for the IMF on a number of occasions. And one of them is to create a global currency. So the G20, which is, of course, a collaboration of 20 strong countries, they want the IMF to start taking a stronger foothold on things, and that's just giving them more power. Now, global currency, or at least the foundation for one, already exists. It's already here. It was created in 1969 by the IMF as a paper collateral used to replace gold as the primary means of international trade between the governments and the the banks, between all the countries. This form of global currency, and you're going to hear this three letters quite often, they're called Special Drawing Rights, or the SDR. This is the money that is going to be used by the IMF, called an SDR. The SDR will be used as the tool for displacing the strength of gold. Now today, the asset has, you would say, changed into a trade mechanism representing a basket of currencies. The tool, or the idea of it, the SDR is to displace the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. It wants to replace the dollar. It also wants to replace the need for gold. That, my friends, is looking to see a big bubble burst on the gold market. I don't know if you heard Dave Ramsey, if you're a listener to Dave Ramsey. He is, um, I, I enjoy listening to him. I, I probably agree with him 
pretty much 100% of the time. He has grandma's logic into uh, financial situations, kind of like pay cash and uh, get out of debt. Um, very influential on the um, in, in the lives of many of his listeners as well as readers. But he made a comment today about the gold is going to go in decline about as fast as it rose. And it's because there is a fear on the market of the dollar collapsing, and that's why that fear is rising into the acquiring of gold, not only by individuals, but by other countries as well, as they see that putting money into the United States coffers is not such a good investment anymore. So more and more are buying gold. And I do believe that that is the idea here of the IMF, is that we no longer want to trade in gold. Well, that will probably have some use, but not the way the IMF is planning. It wants to push the currency into these SDRs. Okay, let's continue. Now, the skeptics will argue that the SDR is a long way from being ready to unseat the dollar. But these economics rarely, rarely consider the financial circumstances of the market today and how quickly they change. Now, the standards at this very moment to elevate the SDR to reserve status is really impractical. It's really not going to work this week. It probably won't even work the end of this next month should the dollar uh, fail drastically because of the ceiling, the debt ceiling. But because the dollar is still clinging to its relative value and its widespread use, however, this might not be the case for very much longer. In the past month, the big three rating agencies, this is Moody's, Fitch, and the S&P, Standard & Poor, have suddenly decided to do the job they should have been doing years ago. In the past, they've always run this roller coaster ride of credit downgrades for countries with immense debt-to-GDP ratios. Greece, we know, is junk. Ireland is junk. Portugal has been hit. Spain's been hit. And we're ready for the next one. Italy is now on the chopping block. Even now, the United States is ready to lose its AAA status. And this has been threatened now, not only by the IMF, but it's been threatened by these rating agencies. Should the United States lose its triple rating, we're going to see a fall of the stock market like you are going to be, it's not going to be believable. You've seen the rise lately. It's been doing fairly well, at least compared to 2008. But we're going to see it go even further into the hole once we start losing our triple A status, as the S&P has announced, it may decide to do in the next month. Not because of the debt ceiling, which I thought was really kind of, um, you would say, kind of stab in the back. The S&P stated that, hey, even if you guys do reach your agreement on raising the debt ceiling, which is what they all want, we're still going to downgrade you because of all the bickering that you have done to get there. <laughs> that, I thought, Wow. Uh, so there, we're still going to get downgraded. We're almost like, and excuse my language, we're almost damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. We're still going to lose our credit rating. Should that happen, look for some economic fallout from this. 
Now, the bottom line is if the credit if, if, if the credit ceiling is raised and the Fed is ready to print the dollar, it's going to go right into an early grace. At the same time, if the debt ceiling is frozen into place, America defaults on its debts, and its credit rating will evaporate. You think it will just be downgraded? It will evaporate. Either way, the dollar will lose its reserve status. Now enters the SDR. What we are witnessing is a careful and a deliberate shuffle of economic circumstances towards a political and a financial environment more receptive to a global currency. you got to admit, the public, not just the American public, but we're talking everybody, is so desperate for stability that there's no other choice but to adopt a global currency. Now you got to admit, there has to be some things that must take place before the SDR is able to fulfill the role that the IMF really intends. And some of these steps are already being taken. One of them is to increase the circulation of the monetary fund's money, or the SDR. These restrictions for SDR printing were removed in 2008 when the credit crisis began to take shape. The excuse was to produce more liquid liquidity. The SDR can now be created in unlimited numbers. Wow, that'd be just like the United States creating money. It can be done unlimitedly. So now the SDR is also taking on that attitude. Let's just create more money. Now, the members who who contribute to the SDRs or the IMF member list has leaped in the years 2008 to 2009. America's holdings alone in the SDR money grew from $21 billion to $203 billion in a single year, not to mention what China would like to do. So we already are seeing the possibility of other countries looking at this going, yeah, this might be a good idea. Another important fact to remember is that the IMF sets the valuation of the SDR using the factors outside of the natural supply and demand, meaning they have the ability to place any value they please on the SDR versus the other currencies. It is then no surprise that when these currencies tie themselves to that basket that they need to be in, the IMF desires are rated very strongly. Now, while the dollar remains independent, it is considered weak versus the SDR. Today, $1 is worth 62 cents in the SDR, and that value is continuing to fall. Now, the IMF has suggested that the SDR the SDR be used as an asset in the volatile currency. But meaning China, for example, if China wishes to dump their U.S. holding of U.S. dollars because they are devaluing rapidly, they could exchange those dollars for SDR instead of directly changing the American dollars into another form of currency, like a euro 
or the yen. That was the money of, of China, the yen. I knew that. This, according to the IMF, would lessen the direct damage to the dollar because the SDR is dominated in also in dollars. But therefore, China throws out the dollars in exchange for SDR, and that devalues the American greenback. However, the value of the America SDR holdings would go up. Now, you would think this is a brilliant strategy to offset the current collapse. However, it is actually a undermining of to slowly evaluate the SDR as the world currency to itself and to replace the dollar entirely eventually. The IMF plays the hero. It also allows the IMF to slowly harmonize all the world currencies in this way so that there's no distinction in their value. The SDR becomes the only unit without officially overthrowing the dollar. Now, I know that sounds extremely complicated and how that could work, but going back to part of the article before that, when people become desperate and bankers become desperate, this starts to look like a really good idea. Now, if the United States is faced with the nightmare of having its own currency dumped by the international banks, you would think that our treasury would jump at the chance to support the conversion of our money to the SDR to lessen the damage, rather than face the full brunt of losing our reserve status. In fact, we would have no choice but to support the SDR and the IMF as the intermediary in all global financial transactions. In other words, we would face a certain long-term collapse if we do not do this. The only support holding up our financial system would be the membership in the IMF basket. We would then become completely dependent on the IMF and they would have control over our economy. Now, listen to this idea. Grandpa controls all your money. You work for Grandpa. He takes control of your money. He gives you the money when you ask for it, when you need it. But as soon as he feels that you are not spending it correctly, Grandpa starts taking away the money. That's the idea of the IMF here. They then because they would control the global currency, would be able to tell all the countries that are in the basket how to run their country. Here steps in the Antichrist. When he has total control over the entire world, this will control also the financial markets. And this is the way to do it. Is this the possibility of how the American dollar collapses so that we are a part of and have no choice to be a part of a global currency unit where it will be run by one particular government who will run then the IMF. I think I see this happening. And this is the reason why I wanted to bring this program in here, to show you the possibility of watch the IMF. It was established for a reason and it's in God's plan that it's there. Many times as I talk about 
the book of Revelation and I mention the Antichrist, I will ask people, who do you think the Antichrist will be? And although I have great respect, great respect, and I do pray for my president, many people, in fact, I would say nine out of ten people will answer that question with Obama. And I kind of correct them and say, no, Obama's not the Antichrist. He really, he is not, and I firmly believe that. He does not fit the requirements that are set up in Daniel and in Revelation for him to be the Antichrist. However, God is the one who puts the kings into control. And I believe Obama's role in the United States is to bring this country down financially and to move us towards the collapse of the American dollar. A lot of people say, ah, no, you got to watch out for China. And that is one thing that you've got to consider here, too. The talk of China joining the basket by 2015 has been floating around for a number of years. Um, some people say that uh, the Chinese now I see here, I see the word yuan, the Chinese yuan or the, the yen may actually come much faster than this. Is there a possibility that China also is having financial problems? And I do believe that they are. They have focused more now on importing and consuming their products. That's kind of how their roles have shifted versus from exporting just a few years ago. That is part of maybe the reason why China's having some issues now too. They're more consumer-based and they're getting that way as their population not only grows, but their population starts seeing what they can have. And look at the increased consumption of the increased consumption, that was my word, the increased consumption of oil. China's got to bring in more oil to appease consumers. They don't export that. They import that. But this is on a number of things. They're importing more things as well. Fortunately, it's not always American products, but it's something that they use to appease their consumer base. This is causing a drag also on their economy, and that's something that goes beyond and over my head. But this is something I did want you to just pay attention to. Um, is there the possibility that we see a real threat to the American dollar? Do we feel the heartache of a devaluing monetary system in an extremely weakened economy where the power of the flow of power is obscured from those who are unaware of what's happening. If you would look at the intentions of the monetary fund and all the currencies that are tied to it and a complete reliance on the SDR, would that not put the IMF then in control of everything in the world? I think we need to be aware of this intended use of the IMF. And just as an understanding any criminal act 
it is vital to first understand the criminal's ultimate motive. But is the IMF the evil person here? I don't think so. I think it's a tool that when the Antichrist comes on the scene, it will be all set up and ready for him to use. And this is where I can bring into now the article or the uh, uh, to, to mention that item, the mark of the beast, where all of that is tied in to this use of global money, everybody having a mark, which ties them into this one world government, this one world financial system. So is the IMF something that is needed? I believe so. Is the American dollar something that needs to fail? Yes, it does, in order to have the one global currency. Is the IMF the answer to that one global currency? That is something time will tell, and I think that's something you need to be aware of. My name is Christine Wyke. Like I said, I stumbled over this a little bit. Sorry if... um. It was kind of vague, but I, I think I got the gist of it as simple as I could. I have written a book explained this, a verse-by-verse explanation of the book of Revelation. I, as I said in the beginning, I see Revelation very simply and very clearly, much more easily than the topic I tackle tonight. You can give me a call at 888-653-9752. Um, I'm also on Facebook under my name, Christine Wyke. Email me, explain this at att.net, or you can visit my website at explainthis.us. So that's www.explainthis.us. Thank you very much for listening.